We have lots of people that are required each year to take money out of their IRAs, even though they don't necessarily need it to live on. And so one option we've talked to people about in the past is taking some of that required money that they have to take out and using it to buy life insurance in order to leverage their estate and to have a pool of money that would pass along to their heirs in a tax-free manner, which would then help them pay the taxes that would come out of the IRA when they take it out. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Welcome in to the Money Night Podcast. I am Ben George alongside Wade Chessman. And Wade, we're, you know, we're getting close to the holidays. This episode going up about a week out before Christmas. What do you guys have planned, I guess, as a family? And then also kind of what do you do around the office about this time of the year? Well, as a family... We usually get together with uh, other parts of our family. I think this year we're getting together with Diana's parents. They'll they'll come in from Lubbock, and we'll just have a a nice time of being together. And I don't think we have anything super special planned. We're not going anywhere. Last year we went to New York for Christmas. It was great. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's fun. I I almost think it's a little too crowded at Christmas time. So. <laughs> yeah. Just be ready if you go, just to be ready for huge crowds. But this year, we're just going to take a more low-key approach. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, New York's one of those places. It's great to do at one time, to, to kind of have that experience. And it's a beautiful city, especially in, in Christmas time with all the lights and all the decorations, yeah. the Rockefeller tree. But yeah, it is And a million, bazillion people. That's the thing. So many people this oh, time of year. Oh, God, so It's many. already crowded, and this, this one just cranks it up a notch. So... <laughs> Well, cool. Well, that sounds like fun. And, you know, we wish everybody, all of our listeners, a uh, happy holiday season as well. If you enjoy this and hopefully you're finishing the year on a high note. And that's what we're trying to help you out with today on this episode is, you know, finishing the year on a high note. But, you know, doing so, we want to avoid mistakes, right, in our planning. And, and we're focusing today on estate planning. And it's, you know, not everybody wants to leave a legacy. You know, it's not everybody's thing. Some people want to spend every last dime they have until, you know, that day that they they move on. But for other people, it's important to eliminate these common estate planning mistakes to make that that transition process very seamless. So we're going to run through a list of those today. We're also going to get into a couple of mailbag questions, which, you know, if you haven't sent one in and like to ask Wade a question, you can do so a couple ways. You can find them online, chessmanwealth.com. Send them there, or you can call Wade's office, 214 214- Five seven two twenty one twenty. Ask them directly, or you know, send them over a question. Wade will bring up questions that he likes and thinks are very valuable, and we'll ask them here on the show. So we'll do that a little bit later. So stay in tune to the very end, and we'll answer those questions. So let's get into estate planning, Wade. I know this is something you guys work with your clients a lot on, and you know these are some issues that you see quite a bit. So we thought we'd address them on the show and try to help out people that are kind of getting into that estate planning process. So. I'm going to throw out a couple to you, and I want you to help me kind of explain why they're mistakes and what people can do to get it sorted out. Uh, the okay. first one for you is failing to plan for expenses that can be foreseen, and that especially is true when it comes to health care. Sure. Well, one of the, again, it goes back. We, I like to go back to the power of planning, right? Yeah, you, you want to plan for those daily, monthly expenses that come up on a periodic basis, but you also want to think about expenses that don't come up as often. Things like home repairs, cars, unless you're planning on driving the car the rest of your life, 
things like certainly healthcare expenses, and that's something that we talk about a lot, is setting aside additional capital to pay for some of those healthcare expenses that will come up in retirement. So can't just look at the day-to-day stuff. You got to think about stuff that comes up more on a periodic basis. And again, that's one of the things that we help people do when we sit down and talk to them about what their goals and objectives are. That's good. The next one, you know, a lot of times when you begin your career, you'll set up your first 401k or, you know, and you're you're filling out all the details and either you skip the beneficiaries or you put in somebody in your life that, you know, maybe it's a sibling or a parent or whatever it is. And then as your life progresses, it changes, right? You, You get married or you get divorced or you have children, all these different things change your designations for beneficiaries and not all not very often people go in there and update these as they need to and that could be a real problem as you're trying to pass on your estate for sure you know you can i've seen sometimes people will spend a lot of money on an estate plan but then they won't necessarily pay attention to the beneficiaries on their various you know 401ks annuities insurance policies and it can kind of derail the estate plan you put into place because if you have a beneficiary listed, it typically will bypass what you've written down in your will or trust. So it's important to pay attention to them. We have a whole section in our planning process that outlines uh, the beneficiaries and how they're labeled so that we can keep up with it because things change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure that you're looking at it on, an, I'd say, at least an annual basis. And because sometimes new people come into play, sometimes people come out. We think this is a great, for example, uh, with IRAs, it's a great way to leave a legacy to your favorite charity. And okay. you, so you want to review that from time to time. So it's an important, I think, often overlooked area is the beneficiary designations. And you just can't can't just put it in there and forget about it. You've got to review it from time to time and make sure that, number one, it's in line with your estate plan. And number two, things are going where you want them to go. And one problem we see a lot is okay. people will name, and say, for example, in their IRA, they'll name a primary beneficiary like their spouse, mm-hmm. but they'll fail to list contingent beneficiaries like their kids. And that could be a big problem for the kids because if something happened to both mom and dad, then it's going to leave the kids in a not as good a situation if they had been named individually. So see that a lot. So it, I'd say we think this is an important part of the plan, and we, we spend a lot of time looking at it. I think when I first heard it, it kind of surprised me, but you know, these beneficiaries that outweighs your will, like you said, you know, and I don't think a lot of people understand that, that, you know, that that's much more important that you have these updated than just because you write it down your will doesn't mean it's going to change what you had in your beneficiaries. So, right. And we see more and more people with a large part of their net worth tied up in things like 401ks and annuities. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't, a lot of times you do an estate plan, your attorney will give you some instructions, but you, then you have to they actually have to go out and do it. Right. Yeah, you got to follow instructions. That's that's a big part right. of it. Another one, you know, 401ks and IRAs and that sort of thing is a big chunk of a lot of people's estate, but another part of it is is property and real estate. That's mm-hmm. a big piece of many people's estate plan. And one mistake that people make is they think it's a better decision to transfer that real estate while they're alive rather than it transferring at death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes people do that for just to make it, sometimes to make things, they think it's going to make things easier. Maybe they think they might be able to qualify for certain kind of government benefits. But, you know, the government 
knows when you gave stuff away, and they're going to look back on it for a number of years. So it doesn't always work out that way. Plus, let's say you have a house that you uh, you know have maybe has a low cost basis. It'd be hard in this current environment, but let's say you've got a huge capital gain on there. Uh, if you die, you're going to get a step up in cost basis. If you don't, if you pass it on to someone else, they're going to inherit that cost basis. So there's a, there's reasons not to do it that way. The other big problem I see with real estate, kind of going back to the beneficiary thing that we talked about, is making sure you've got your real estate properly titled, right? If you've got a living trust, did you put the real estate in the trust? If you've got real estate outside of the state you domicile in, have you taken steps to avoid that dual probate issue? So we do see a lot of issues when it comes to real estate. One's trying to maybe give it away too early, but the other one is not having it titled in such a way that will make the ease of process if you pass away much easier. So there's some some kind of like the beneficiary thing. It's worth taking a look at and make sure you have things the way it's supposed to be. Definitely. All right, the last item on our estate planning mistakes that we commonly see, and much like every other area of financing and retirement planning, is taxes. We often overlook the tax implications of our estate, right? Right, exactly. I mean, most people this at this point don't have you know an estate tax issue, at least with the current law the way it is, but uh, like we talked about earlier, a lot of people have a lot of money tied up in IRAs, 401ks, annuities, and those many times will have a lot of tax implications at death. And there are some things you can do to avoid some of that additional taxation. Life insurance, for example, is a great way to leverage your money and pass it down in a tax-free way. We have lots of people that are required each year to take money out of their IRAs even though they don't necessarily need it to live on. And so one option we've talked to people about in the past is taking some of that required money that they have to take out and using it to buy life insurance in order to leverage their estate and to have a pool of money that would pass along to their heirs in a tax-free manner, which would then help them pay the taxes that would come out of the IRA when they take it out. That's also a great way to... uh, Help your favorite charity. You know, you can leave your IRA to the charity and leave the life insurance to your family. That way, the life insurance goes tax free to the kids. The IRA goes to the charity. They don't pay taxes on it. It just cuts the government out of getting the tax. So, there are things you can do to avoid some of that. But a lot of times, people think, well, I don't have an estate tax due. I don't have to worry about taxes. There's other types of taxes. And a lot of states have their own estate tax as well. Thankfully, not Texas, but other states do. So you have to be cognizant of that. Yep. These are all things you need to consider. And, you know, there's there's always ways to prepare yourself better, especially when it comes to tax implications. And working with an advisor is, is the key because I, I would imagine like if I was trying to set up my estate plan, it'd be tough for me to try to figure out all the tax implications that I have and also, you know, ways to kind of offset some of those taxes, right? I mean, this is something that you guys can really provide value for people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is an important part that you want to take a close look at and understand all the different implications. So make sure you do so. Reach out to Wade, his team. They're uh, right there on Ramble Roads, their office. You can stop in. I'm sure you know they'd love to see you, but you can also find them online at chessmanwealth.com. Uh, you can call them if you prefer to do that, 214-572-2120. Either way, 
make sure you reach out and rely on a professional to help you. There's some key areas. You know, you you work so hard to build your estate. You you want to make sure it gets it gets left in the way that you want it to and gets passed on to the people that you want it to. And, and an advisor can help you do that. Let's turn our attention to the mailbag now. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Time for some listener questions. We do this as many shows as we can. We, we have some time. We'll dive in and, and pull a couple questions from listeners and ask them here and get Wade's perspective to try to help uh, as many people as possible. So we got a couple today we're going to get to. And let's begin with Helen. She writes in and says, are there really no tax implications to rolling over my 401k? I don't really like the investment options in my 401k, but I don't want to roll it over and then get hit with a tax bill I wasn't expecting. Yeah, it's there are ways to roll over your 401k with no tax implications. The key is to do an actual rollover where you don't ever take physical receipt of the money. The check, when you do decide to roll it over, the check needs to be made payable to your new custodian, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, whatever that case may be. That way, the ch- you couldn't really necessarily cash the check. You'll get a 1099, but it'll be a non-taxable event. So, yes, you can really do it. Most of your 401k companies are familiar with that, and it's not an issue. It's just you've got to be real clear that you're that when you do it, you're rolling it over to either another qualified plan or an IRA, and that. They don't cut you a check that you go put in your bank account. Then you could be in for some problems. Sounds good. Thank you for the question, Helen. Our next one comes from Ellie. She says, I'm a little worried because it seems like all of my friends have a lot more money saved for retirement than I do. Is this a bad sign for me? Well, first of all, I would say you really don't know what your friends have, right? Um, right. <laughs> It's tough to know just looking on the outside. I would say that's why you need a financial plan. Go look at what you're trying to do, what are your goals and objectives, and look at your particular situation as opposed to thinking, well, this guy has this or this person has that. It doesn't really mean a lot. What really is more meaningful is where are you in your plan? What do you need to do to accomplish what you're trying to do? And then you'll have a better sense of what that looks like. There's lots of extenuating circumstances that maybe you, you're not aware of about your friends, right? So I wouldn't use that as my litmus test. I would use what are my goals, what are my objectives, what are the resources I have available, and are am I on the right track to achieve the things I want to achieve? That's a much better way to about doing it than just looking at your neighbor. You never know. They could be up to their eyeballs in debt. You don't even yeah, know about it. That's the thing. Is like they might drive a nice car. They might, you know, on the surface things might look like they're going great, but you know everybody has problems they're dealing with. Um, so you just don't want to assume that somebody's just doing great and, and then judge yourself based on that. Everybody's situation's mm-hmm. different, and you know you can only be comfortable with what you can control. And, you know, having somebody that can give you feedback like an advisor is a good way to know exactly where you stand, right? It's, you know, there's no guessing game when you work with someone. So that makes me, reminds me of a a verse in the Bible, Galatians 6, says, don't compare yourself with others. Just look at your own work to see if you've done anything to be proud of. (laughs) So you must each accept the responsibilities that are yours. And that's, that's the key is look at your own situation and then we can judge whether or not you're on the right track. Yeah, that's a great one. That, uh, thanks for pulling that. That yeah, it's kind of spot on in this situation. So, 
Ellie, thanks for the question. If you have questions that you want to send in to the Money Night Podcast, you can do so at chessmanwealth.com. You can call Wade's office, uh, Chessman Wealth Strategies, 214-572-2120. Either one of those will work. While you're there on the website, too, make sure you check out a lot of different resources they have online, including a retirement ready readiness quiz that you can take and kind of get a sense of where you stand. But if you want to go deeper into that plan, really develop a plan that works for you, you know, working with Wade specifically is going to help you get that done. So if you're in the Dallas area or if you're nationwide, you know, Wade's a guy that, that can handle anybody. Make sure you reach out and uh, be in contact. So Wade, wishing you a happy holidays to you, your family, and of course your office. And uh, congratulations on a successful 2019. Looking forward to uh, talking to you in the new year. Yes, Ben. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Hope you have a great time with your family and happy new year as well. That's going to put a a bow on this episode of The Money Night. We appreciate you listening. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast, and we'll have the next episode delivered to you in just a couple of weeks. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Carson Partners, a division of CWM LLC, is a nationwide partnership of advisors. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.